if I remember correctly, they wore the black jerseys for that game. So if we're an opposing announcer, you've also got to deal with the name on the ass, which is a big adjustment. <laughs> we were so far away, I couldn't even see the name on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 19 of season three of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey everyone, Rob Gilreath. Yes. And Matt Cavender. Hello, everybody. This week our special guest is Brian Schultz, the play-by-play voice of the Bemidji State Beavers. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thanks for having me. He sounds like he's on like a real professional mic, unlike some of us. It sounds yeah, sounds good over there. <laughs> Perks of the job. Yeah. This week we'll, we'll chat with Brian about the, the Beavers preview of the series against Bemidji State coming up this weekend. Uh, recording on Sunday, so the, if Joe says anything interesting during the show tomorrow, we'll we'll probably do a little segment tomorrow night to catch that. Uh, but otherwise, for the most part, we'll just be talking about Bemidji State, CCHA. Uh, we'll probably touch on some news in college hockey this week, and that's about it. Uh, anything I'm missing, guys, that you want to talk about this week? No, there's no hockey for us. No hockey for us, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably want to rapid fire some dumb questions at Brian the same way I do at Harrison because he's okay. the one that kind of inspired that segment. <laughs> I can't wait. I also want to get a recap of your um, go for hockey fan experience, Tim. Mine? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, we can talk about that. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do the thank you notes plus, plus a brief note from our sponsor, and we'll come back and chat with Brian Schultz. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E Dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech dot net. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, welcome back. Let's get right into things, Brian. What's your perception of Bemidji State this season? How have things been going? 
Boy, they've been up and down. Uh, this is quite honestly is a hard team for me to figure out. Uh, their record at home isn't very good at all. Their record on Fridays at home is downright dreadful. And on the road, they hardly ever lose. It's a hard team to figure out for me. <laughs> That's what I always love about, like, just e- even your broadcast, because with our hiatus, I was tuning into the Bemidji games. I just love how off the cuff the broadcast is for you. It's It feels like <laughs> I'm... It feels like I'm watching a game with like my best friend and I love, I just love that vibe. It's just very, cause I always love hearing it from a different perspective and it's just, it's a very comfortable, like, listen, I, I just love the way you guys call a game. Well, thank you. But college hockey is all about the fans and we want to involve the fans. We want to relate to the fans. It's their game. So have fun with it. Yeah. Makes sense. No, I agree. It's, 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 we're, we're a big part of it because, you know, it's all about the students and the engagement and the interaction. I mean, I know some of the funniest moments are, are like up in tech are when the students are trying to get the, the old people, quote unquote, involved in the game and, and the back and forth and all that stuff. It, it's just, uh, you know, it's a big important part to, to involve us and, and keep us, uh, entertained and you do a great job. I mean, it, it's fun, uh, listening to you guys do games and, you know, one of the, well, I mean, I don't know, I guess about half the weekends, I don't feel that bad about not switching to Dirk. Uh, sometimes I get forced to do it because whoever's in charge of putting your audio on flow hockey doesn't always do a great job of not hitting <laughs> unmute at the end of an intermission. And that's I know on we, the other side of the building. I have nothing to do yeah. with that. No, I'm sure that's not you. I know we, we, I mentioned it to Don Lucia when we had him on, I was like, can you just tell the teams that they should not mute the radio broadcast during intermission. Cause I want an intermission report. Who cares if you get a few more advertising dollars out of it? Cause you actually get to run your commercials. Like I want to hear your summary of the period, all that stuff. I don't want to hear nothing for 15 minutes and wonder if my TV's on mute when the game comes back on. Uh, but yeah. That is uh, one thing that the CCHA is trying to do this year is I don't want to say have everybody's broadcast be the same, but it's a separate broadcast on flow as it is on the jumbotron. And that just means that the university is going to try to sell some advertising and they're going to do that during intermissions when they, when they have inventory. So I, I certainly understand it from the university standpoint and from the league standpoint, from my standpoint, I'd love it to have, our advertisers commercials beyond flow, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I, I get the whole issue of it all. And I get that. Well, I also get sick and tired of seeing like the same commercial 15 times every intermission. Cause there's only like one commercial in my area or whatever. Cause it's geo. I want to know, I want to know why in the Lake state series, the Lake state and, and the Michigan tech series, we kept getting Northern ads. That was just like punching both programs in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody like, somewhere. Crap. You're subjecting us both to this? Gross. Where were where were you watching those from, Rob? From here in Wisconsin. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so it's probably based on Northern trying to recruit Wisconsin people to go there. Yeah, they got their they got their two B Northern go to the mm-hmm. university. It's not the most northern in the UP yeah. ads down here. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean just looking at the last couple weekends, you you know, the the big sweep of Lake State, followed by the pseudo split with Bowling Green, and then getting swept by Ferris. It's quite—I mean, just the last three weeks have been quite the roller coaster for you guys, right? Like I said, it's a hard team for me to figure out. 
Um, you know, that is the great thing about college hockey, though. If Alabama is playing in week six next fall, I don't even know who the heck they're playing in week six. I know Alabama is going to win. The question is, are they going to win by 30, 40, or 50? Yeah. College hockey, it is not that way at all. Team 60 in the pairwise can go out and beat number one. Uh, RH, Bob Peters, uh, longtime coach here at BSU and uh, just passed away before Christmas. He had a saying, you know, sometimes they need to call this game goalie and not hockey. You never know what's going to happen on a Friday and Saturday night. That's yeah. why we all love this sport so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes. And it, yeah, it reminds me a lot of like Saturday. I went to the Gopher Wolverines game and I felt like a Michigan tech hockey game broke out because tech or because Minnesota had 40 some shots to Michigan's 15 or 16, maybe 19, I think at the end and Michigan won four to one. And that's the way some of the tech games have gone where they're the one pummeling the goalie and, but they're not finishing. And then Michigan has a couple beautiful plays and scores goals, but only got like 15, 20 shots compared to their 40. Um, so it is a well, weird game like that. BSU the Friday night in Bowling Green. After the first period up three, nothing. They literally made three plays and it's three to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night against Ferris State this past weekend. Ferris State converts on a two-on-one. Credit to them. Puck hits a skate. Boom, it's in the net. It's 2 nothing. BSU doesn't cover a guy in the slot. Yes, he finished a one-timer. They made two plays, got one fluke bounce. They're up 3 nothing after the first. BSU, meanwhile, in the first period on Saturday night against Ferris, has a one-on-0 breakaway. Missed the net. And yeah, another, we're used to those. One. We've been doing those this year, too. <laughs> Miss the net. If you make a play, you're going to score a goal. If you don't yeah. make a play, you're going to be losing. Yeah, because you, when you, you got you to capitalize on those opportunities. And I know I felt that way a lot this year where Tech is, uh, is buzzing and they're just not getting the, you know, shielding the goalie enough or not getting the rebound when it's there or – I have you seen has Bemidji scored on a breakaway? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Tech has, and I've seen yeah, no, three we, of them. The the penalty shot, if it ever comes up again, just needs to get declined. <laughs> <laughs> They're not worth it for us. No, we, we I think we have a better chance of scoring on the power play than we do on a penalty shot. Because I think our penalty our power play is what twenty seven percent or something. Yeah, it's up there this year. It's been so. decent. Yeah, see, and I, I've been saying that on the podcast all year is that one of the things that's kind of beautiful and was also really frustrating about hockey is that it's just frustrating. The, the stats don't always point to the winner. Like, it's just it, – it's it's a game where the better team doesn't always win. Sometimes it sucks, but it's it's kind of fun to see how random it could be. And I, uh, this year I also kind of – I coined the term spinning the wheel of Ferris State because because that's another team that you can't really decide what's going to go on with because Not at all. they've got they've yeah they've got cuz they've got uh they've got a win against Mankato and they've got two losses against St. Thomas. So there's just like like one of the things I said in our Discord chat was it looks like uh Bemidji spun the wheel of Ferris State and landed on get dunked on this weekend. <laughs> you know, you look that was, at that team and you just watch them play. If you had no idea what their record was. Like this is a top 2 or 3 team. They've got speed they had great goaltending this past weekend. They made plays. They took advantage of every mistake Bemidji State made. 
if you had no clue what their record was, you go, man, this is easily a home ice team. And then you look at their record and you go, what the heck just happened here this weekend? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So given that you, one of the things that Matt, you want to talk about was, was some stories, right? Yeah. So let's go right back to hockey day in Minnesota. And let's talk about that a little bit uh, when we were out by you guys and it was, you know, frigid. <laughs> it's that would our be understanding that, that you guys, you guys did some, uh, did some help uh, to get our broadcast on the air and help Dirk out. Right. Electronics do not fare very well in 30 below weather. <laughs> And internet cords don't work very well in 30 below weather and Dirk's equipment wouldn't work. And we're literally in the same tent with three walls, the wind blowing straight into the the inside of the tent that faces the rink. I'm like, well, Dirk, you're not going to stand here for the next three hours and not be broadcasting. You're not going to drive all this way and not be on the air. So how about you just jump on with us and you guys take our feed too. And we made it work. Um, And that's, I I would hope that if something happened while I was on the road, you know, the home team's broadcaster would help me out if I forgot something or something didn't work just the way that it should be. I mean, really it's an event and Dirk's not going to be on the air. That just didn't seem right to me. Well, we definitely appreciate that. Even well, I guess Matt probably the most, because were you listening to him or. Oh, Flo? We, were, we were right in front of the tent. We were literally the top row in front of you guys. Yeah. At least that's yeah. where, that's where Dustin and I and Tim were standing. So yeah. we were right there with you freeze, freezing. We didn't have the well, walls. <laughs> had, to, had to be that high to see over the frosty glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's cold when propane heaters freeze up. Yep. <laughs> our heater was not working for th- two and a half periods yeah. it was cold up there now did you guys get to actually leave the booth during it or were you stuck in the booth the whole time i was there the whole time yeah because we ran away to the beer tents every period <laughs> <laughs> yeah or the, whole the, big on the air part kind of kept me yeah. there yeah sure you didn't yeah. let dirk take one intermission and you could do the other one Nope. (laughs) You know what I actually wanted Dirk to do uh, back 20 some years ago, Kevin Harlan was still a play-by-play announcer for the Minnesota Timberwolves and they were so bad. Kevin Harlan was the only reason to watch or listen to the Timberwolves. Uh, They were doing a game in Seattle and Kevin Harlan's best friend in the business was the play-by-play voice for the supersonics. And they teamed up on a broadcast and it was to this day is the best broadcast I've ever heard on radio. When the Timberwolves had the ball, Kevin Harlan did the play-by-play. As soon as the Supersonics rebounded the ball or the ball went out of bounds or made basket or whatever, the Seattle guy started doing the play-by-play. It was the coolest thing I've ever heard. Dirk had never heard that before, so I'm trying to explain this to him, and he's like, I'm not doing that. Literally, this conversation is happening 10 minutes before airtime. So I get it. But that's actually what I wanted uh, to do that night. Because uh, it was hard to see. Um, and I knew BSU's players just by looking at them. I don't need to see a number. Same thing with yeah. Dirk. I'm yeah. looking at yeah. text numbers uh, in, in their jerseys. I'm like, what in the heck number is that? Because there were there was a glare. There was spots yeah. of the rink. Yeah. There were shadows. Like, yeah, and if I remember correctly, broadcast is going to sound the, better. Yeah. And yeah. 
I get why Dirk didn't want to do it, but I still think that would have been pretty cool. That would have been kind of cool. If I remember correctly, they wore the black jerseys for that game. So if we're an opposing announcer, you've also got to deal with the name on the ass, which is a big adjustment. <laughs> we were so far away, I couldn't even see the name on the ass. <laughs> Well, I guess we got a name for the podcast now. <laughs> name on the ass. <laughs> no, I mean, that was a great experience. I know a lot of people. Oh, I'm uh, so glad Tech got to take part in it. That, yeah, that, was, that awesome. was great. I was kind of hoping of. they'd be a part of it this weekend, too. But uh, that didn't happen. They got St. Thomas, and that was not much of a game. But It made, uh, sense, why, it made sense why they did it that way. But new, yeah, new program in-state. I mean, it makes sense, but. Yeah, not very competitive. I had heard that uh, the first time that Bowling Green came here was before we were in the same league. And I don't know if they'd ever played this far north before, uh, but they got in late and staying at the hotel right there on the lake. And they all had rooms on the lake side. So wake up call came and they all opened up the curtains in the hotel room and they're looking out at the lake and they could not figure out what this city was out there. <laughs> <laughs> some goofy looking and somebody had to tell them no that's actually the lake and those are fish houses players had no clue what it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome because I, I think that's a really cool thing that our two fan bases can bond over is being like the two in terms of whether like the two most extreme places in the league so it's, it's kind of oh, know, those I, experiences are kind of similar yeah. now i guess but we've now been we we got fairbanks Bemidji well, yeah. called Fair, Fairbanks is, is cold too. <laughs> I don't think Bemidji has, you know, the plug at every parking spot like Fairbanks does. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, they're there, but they're not as, they're not like every single slot has one like Fairbanks does. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to get in that type of cold for a couple of days and then, then, then you know, go back south, south again, back to the snow. <laughs> So uh, we had a question from our longtime columnist, uh, Mike Antleitner, wanted to know, um, Territory was absent last weekend. Do you think that had much impact on the series? He uh, tested positive the Tuesday, uh, coming back from Bowling Green and before Ferris. It had zero impact on on those two games. Okay. Travis Winter, assistant coach, played here uh, for Tom Territory. He's coached here now for – what, six, seven years, it had no bearing. Uh, the message they get from Tom is the same message that they got from Travis. It's the same message they got from Mike Gibbons, uh, the other assistant coach who was on the bench this weekend, because it's all the same message from Bob Peters from back in the 1960s and 70s and 80s and 90s. Uh, the message hasn't changed. It had no bearing whatsoever. Yeah. I assume he's back, though, for the, the travel, right? Um, he was supposed to be cleared of his five-day COVID retreat after uh, Sunday, so should be good to go for the week. Somehow, every other staff member tested negative all week, so thankfully, this was a, an outlier case. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Some, some weird how that goes, right? It doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's an interesting experience for everyone around the league with all that at this point. All right, hold on. I'm pulling up Instat so I can ask this question better. Oh, you and your so, fancy Instat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. But 
He's on the free trial right now. <laughs> I'm on the free trial, and I'm having such a great time. I'm temporary, temporarily slightly distracted by the football game. Yeah, my feet just crapped out on me, so I'm watching on my phone now. As if I care that much about... Um... Yeah, if we want oh, to go down boy. the football side, the poetic justice of Robbie Gould taking the Packers out was glorious. This that weekend. was very nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, a Packer fan. Quit it. I'm now hoping that the Bills can pull this off, but that late touchdown by Tyreek's going to make it tough. But um, oh, no, they're moving. They're moving. They are moving. How much time you got left on your clock, Dustin? Uh, like 40 some seconds. Okay. Hold on. I've been watching a uh, stream of questionable legal origin, then I have to refresh. But I have um, 37. How are you, why are you watching a stream on a was it You put an antenna on your TV, you can get it. It's over the air. Well, man. All you need is the Yahoo Sports app, and you can watch all these games, Matt. Yeah, you can watch it right on Yahoo. How about that? How about that? But anyway, (laughs) um, so we kind of talked about how I coined the term of, like, spinning the wheel of Ferris State, and that's a similar thing starting to happen with Bemidji kind of down the stretch. And uh, after dropping two against Ferris, that kind of makes any team start to question themselves. So heading into Houghton, which is already a tough place to play, what do you think is – going to be the major adjustments the beavers are going to need to do in order to have some success on the road trip i don't even know if it's an adjustment because bsu has been so darn good on the road this year it makes no sense um before the saturday night three on three overtime loss to bowling green the beavers were seven and oh on the road in league I'm like what <laughs> at home <laughs> record's terrible uh so the, <laughs> and they're seven and one in the league on the road going on the road to this team has no bearing on how they play and it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, who's yeah, the loss crazy. against? I'm looking at the schedule trying to figure I'm trying to scan it and see before it's, it's before the, the loss to OT one, right? So yeah. and that's an OT loss even, right? So that's yep. Yeah, so that's I mean we're that's pretty we're wild. familiar. We're quite familiar with OT well, and their, how that their overall it, road record is nine and four. And when you think that in non-conference, they've played the single row games with North Dakota, Duluth, and St. Cloud. Yeah, that's a tough, uh, tough strength of schedule right Beat there. North Dakota, <laughs> lost to Duluth, lost to St. Cloud, and I'm like, and lost to Arizona State. Uh, split with them. Yeah. So, I mean, you really look at it and you're like, how is this even possible that that road record is that good? Go Bills. Sorry. Wait, yeah, hold on. I'm very behind. Don't tell me what happens. What do you think happened? I'm celebrating I'm, over here. I'm sure the good thing happens, but I want the good thing to happen that I can see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I think that, that's just, it's, they're another very interesting team. And that's, and at least in past years, like Tech has not been as good as we'd like them to be at home, which is something that makes me nervous because, oh, there we go. I get to see the good thing for myself. But, um, it's it, it's an interesting matchup, and if we were to pick um, how the how the series is going to go, and I don't know if we want to do that just yet, but I have a tough time how I would even pick that. It's just there's there's just so many so many different ways the dice have to be rolled on this. Yeah, it's tough. Like I I feel like our I feel like our series are like tech series have been impossible to predict because. It, I don't know. It, it is probably it's because, not as bad it's because as it was 90% last year, of the but... time they play to the level of their opponent and the game 
even when tech's playing well, the games are closer than they should be. And they haven't ever really been blown out of anything. So it's it's like a coin flip every time as to right. what's well, going to happen because it's all about whether or not Piedela makes more saves than the other goalie. Right. They played Mankato close and they played St. Thomas close. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. the yeah, results of both of those series were what you'd expect, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Using against Bemidji always makes me nervous from a tech perspective because we tend to have a lot of shots that aren't high quality and score low-scoring games. That is kind of what's been the MO for us the last couple of years. And, and it's felt like Bemidji's been always been opportunistic against us and taking advantage of our mistakes that we give them opportunities with. Yeah, and in the head-to-head, you guys, it, it's one of the few teams in the league where you look at the head-to-head and it's, it's it's not that kind to us over the last few years. <laughs> and you, you guys in Minnesota State are the two that it, it seems to feel like we can't ever succeed well against. <laughs> well, and let's nice not thing. get ourselves. The Beavers' last two goalies, Zach Driscoll and Mike Bitzer, had a yeah. lot to do with that. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is true. They were, they were tough to crack for sure. You said former goalies or last goalies or whatever, however you phrase it. I'm not as sad about it <laughs> at this point. <laughs> they don't, have, they don't get to terrorize us anymore. <laughs> the, the two guys that are playing for BSU right now, uh, one's a freshman, one's a sophomore, they're playing okay. I mean, the reason that they gave up five goals to Ferris had nothing to do with how the goalies played Saturday night. Um, okay. But it's not Zach Driscoll or Mike Bitzer. Yeah. I mean, those yeah, two guys those were in a whole different conversation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Driscoll was fantastic, and, you know, Bitzer wasn't a slouch either, right? It's uh, They've been frustrating frustrating opponents to play against for a while. There's no doubt about that. Is, is Driscoll doing well? He's over at North Dakota, right, with his last year eligibility with transfer? Um, I'll be honest with you, since uh... – BSU's series with them ended. I have paid zero attention to what yeah, say, he's I, done. I refuse to follow the NCHC too, so <laughs> out of spite. You know, and he, he was a great kid. Uh, every interview I ever did with him was was really, and he's a well-spoken kid. He's smart. He gets it. I wish him the best. And, I mean, it's North Dakota. He's, it's Ralph Arena. He's it's, 12 and 8 with a 8. 84 save percentage and 2.74 goals against average and played in 20 of their 23 games. And that's very, no, he was hurt for a little bit from, over yeah. Christmas, but yeah. For somebody to be doing that well at Bemidji to then go to North Dakota for like our fan base's perspective, that'd be like us having a goalie that was like lighting it up, doing great. And then deciding to, finish out his career at like Northern or Michigan. Like it would just like, you'd, you'd wish well for him, but it's a bit of a punch to the gut as well. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of Grand Forks money in this town. Uh, the whole North side of Lake Bemidji is cabins owned by people from Grand Forks and from North Dakota. There is kind of a big brother, little brother feel uh, sure, from Grand sure. Forks to Bemidji. Um, the two programs have always gotten along real well. They've been on each other's schedule year in, year out for 20 years. But for Bemidji fans to see him go to North Dakota, that was hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can uh, see that. I can only but imagine, yeah. Again, you got NHL scouts. You're trying to make a dollar. We all get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the new transfer portal and kind of the way it works is I think kind of can be frustrating. Hey, We've all transfer portal is oh. going to hurt schools like Michigan Tech and Bemidji. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. It'll sure. be very interesting to see what happens after this or what happens with players outside of this extra year, because that's a lot of it right now. It'll be really interesting to see what happens when there aren't as many players in the portal for that reason, if other players find more opportunity so that other players do start moving more. Because uh, it's, you know, it's a lot easier for coaches to stay cordial with each other over a grad transfer than than others. And you're going to have more grad transfers when you can graduate in four years and still have a year left. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the next few years of all of that brings as less and less players have that extra year of eligibility because of the COVID year. Well, how but, can the transfer portal ever help Lake State? They don't have a single grad program in their school. Yeah, that's right. That, they look well, harsh this year when they lost they so many. To do. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's the that's the fears. It's going to create a pretty steep divide between the haves and the have-nots. And but how many schools are there that no. don't have graduate programs? I don't. That I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know of another one off the top of my head. And we didn't even know about that till till all that happened and understood that. Oh, none of those guys can stay unless they want to start working on a second undergrad off the top of my head i would guess the the military academies right they probably aren't taking i don't know grad grad transfers yeah if you're making that commitment though to air force or army are you really looking to transfer because of hockey no and well they're not gonna they're not gonna let anybody in i mean you're not gonna make the commitment as a graduate transfer right you're making that commitment as a freshman yeah. yeah, you're not going to really you're not going to transfer in for one year and commit to military service, right? So, well, I did see kind of related to you know just you know college hockey stuff like that is the fact that the RIT and what Union now can do scholarships as of today or yesterday. Yep, the, the division three for the D three yeah, schools voted yeah. that like two hundred like there was only it was like four to one or something on the vote. Um. So that was good to see that Union and RIT can offer scholarships now. Yeah, that's, that's really all it impacts because all the other yeah, schools already were too. grandfathered. But it impacts right. any potential future schools, right? It's not just the two, those two that are grandfathered in now. Well, there, I think there's still rules about like D3 schools can't choose to have a D1 sport anymore. All of okay. them are grandfathered in. This is just about allowing the ones that already exist. Yeah, this is kind of closing the gap, that, that, that gap between, yep. Okay. Well, yeah. the fact that they were able to pull off a national title without scholarships officially, you know, is, is an interesting story from a union perspective anyways, right? So. Right, yeah. And RIT so, made the Frozen Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's impressive. You did. Yeah. I just think it's good that those programs can finally – those programs that can finally offer like scholarships to their players can finally be on at least somewhat even footing with the schools that have been able to all along. Cause even though they have been having that success, despite it, when you think of like the unions and how army kind of went on a tear last year doing it without like sports specific scholarships, like it's, it's just nice to see that it's, it's it, the playing field is getting a little bit more level. At least they're out East. It's going to be going to be cool to see. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not getting more level because of all the stuff we're talking about with the transfer portal. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. yeah and I don't then know got, well, and I think I would have to assume that half of the reason that a lot of this 
is coming up is because of the other stuff like the cost of attendance changes so that even widened the gap on what unions offering compared to um a, another school that can offer an actual scholarship with cost of attendance and all that kind of stuff and it's just crazy how how uh, how how much that can change everything and then you've got i mean we've had this discussion a couple different times with different people about all the uh, name likeness and all that stuff and where that's going to go and you know you don't see it a ton yet impacting college hockey but i'm sure it's coming start getting uh different people in the metro here wanting to to uh you know uh, advertise with with a bunch of gophers or whatever or you know some company down in Mankato doing something similar or who knows what would happen up in Bemidji you know maybe Keith's Pizza will start throwing some money at some hockey players <laughs> but you're gonna see it more <laughs> in the big, be fun you know the bigger metro areas is where you're gonna see it more right yeah because I mean, you're gonna go, have more money gopher, to do it yeah gopher hockey is a big brand in in the, the entire Twin Cities right I mean yeah is it still I mean how many people are at the game there Tim well it can still I be mean, a brand and not have people show, show up. Yeah, right? I think it's, <laughs> it's different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think about how empty that building was going to be. Like, right. I was kind of sad because I, I know, but I was kind of like, I bought um, DX's tickets from them and they're like on the glass. And I was all disappointed. Like, I was like, if I had known three weeks ago that I'd be sitting on the glass, I would have totally bought a chicken suit and gotten the nameplate done uh to did you hear about this brian my no. plan was to wear a chicken suit and have a pearson nameplate made because he was too chicken to play western over the holidays that works. Um, but i was like i really don't want to spend a hundred dollars on the chicken suit because tickets <laughs> for this game were like 60 70 bucks on like StubHub and stuff and i'm like why should i pay that much to go to the game and pay another hundred bucks for a chicken suit i'm gonna wear one time and a nameplate and all this. And then our friend, Dustin, our friend gave me tickets for like $10 and a parking pass. I'm like, well, if I'd have known all this was happening, I would have totally spent the money on the chicken soup, but now it's too late. So I didn't do any of that and just went to the game and spent most of the first or the second and third period watching the Packer game on my phone. Uh, but the nice thing about <laughs> football is you actually can, um, watch a lot of hockey in between plays <laughs> you know there's like 40 seconds especially the packers who use the entire play clock like every play i can look up for 40 seconds i had my earbud in so i knew when the ball was snapped that i could look back down and watch again um and it was like but we talked about the shots like for as lopsided as the shots were the entire second period it did not feel like the um like the momentum was that far like it didn't feel like minnesota was controlling the zone as much as the shots said it was weird like i was i i told bush the same thing i'm sitting with him and uh like it didn't feel like minnesota was dominating play as much as the shots said they were so that was kind of weird and i uh i got a good laugh from a, hand, a handful of gopher fans sitting around me including uh um, Matt and I can't remember his name, the single dude that's always in the group, Dustin. Uh, Viking? No, not Viking. I would have known him. He didn't come because he wasn't feeling good. But uh, anyway, oh. I, 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 so I got like a handful of guys to laugh because they do their spelling thing 
or they spell out Minnesota I, at, the, at the end of. I learned to spell Minnesota as a kid <laughs> at, the, at a Final Four. <laughs> well, no, they literally did that, and so to start the second, third period, they did their spelling out Minnesota thing, and I did my spelling, spelling, yay, spelling, and I got like six guys to like laugh like i had one guy like half spit up his the drink of his beer he was trying to take that was fun i like that uh but that was kind of the highlight of the game for me other than the the two goals that michigan scored to like tie it up or to tie it up and take the lead i remember saying something to bush about like where's all this skill that i'm supposed to be seeing for michigan because they were not completing passes they weren't doing anything and then like their two goals were like the two prettiest things i've seen all year like tic-tac-toe put it top shelf like it was a pretty place that's what i've noticed from the michigan games that i've watched is they've 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 got players that are clearly going to be very talented down the line and they're nhl caliber talent but they're still very inexperienced so you'll see stuff like that where they'll make dumb mistakes stupid passes but then like when they do connect it's like magic you know yeah and that's definitely what it felt like and it was like and then i looked at the numbers and go oh yeah he was supposed to be at world juniors he was supposed to be at world juniors like figuring out that yeah it was like their you know five best players that i watched do that um yeah i did that too like i flipped to i flipped to the game just for maybe five minutes and i happened to see one of those goals and then i was looking at it and it was you know scored and two assists by three of the guys that are going to the Olympics. So, yeah. like, oh, yeah, there, there goes Mel's talent. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't so, tell that we're bitter, can you, Brian? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, I want to really back in here a second because people want to hear Brian. They get enough of us. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my favorite feature of watching a Bemidji broadcast is the email the booth function. I had a buddy that discovered that, and I'm sure you know where this is going. He discovered that, I'm pretty sure, during the COVID year, and, like, the Misfits have a Discord, and was like, guys, you can email them, like, anything. And then we were like, okay, so let's see, like, what they'll actually answer. So we we started, like, we started putting, like, all kinds of stuff in there, and, like, I'm sure there's games where you get all kinds of wild questions, and the origin of this was like, I think I was talking about your broadcast one time while Harrison was on when we asked, or my friend Sam emailed the booth and said, um, it, um, uh, is this is the mega lasagna question. So like, <laughs> is one, is, is like two lasagnas stacked, like one lasagna, one mega lasagna, or is it two lasagnas kind of a thing? So that's like when we started that kind of a question. So I, I just, I, I just love that. So, um, I think I guess where I'm trying to go with this is how like how do you balance reading that because a lot of the times like when I was watching this weekend people were checking in from around like the country and where they were watching beaver games and that's kind of neat because you were getting like the weather report this week from around the nation I don't know where we gave where we became <laughs> weather on the eights this weekend <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of cool because you'd be hearing about like how like weird places in Florida got down to 30 or whatever but it was it was it was kind of cool but i'm just wondering how 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 do you balance like uh looking at those deciding what's like appropriate for being on the air and like being sure that you can still call the game at an adequate manner because like it's it's a very cool thing i don't think anyone else in the league really does uh actually because of covid um neither of the guys from lake state traveled last year so they took our feed 
And Bill Crawford was listening to the game and he immediately called Matt pocket and he goes, Matt, why aren't we doing this? We got to do it. So they started doing it immediately. Um, oh, so we can have Bill answer questions too. So yeah, we'll have to find them now. <laughs> We've been doing this for like 15 years. And I mean, before games were streamed. So, I mean, it was just people listening online back when we started it. Yeah. And it's kind of morphed into its own little deal right now. And yeah, we get a lot more emails of booth for a home game when everyone's watching on flow than we do on a road game. And I get that. I mean, it's 2022. People want to watch the game now and not necessarily listen in on the radio or on their laptop. But, um, you know, the, the game dictates how many of those we get to. Uh, if there's sure. not a lot going on, we may rattle off five, six, seven of them in a row. <laughs> and I'll not lie to you. Once we started getting the mega lasagna ones, I'm like, where in the hell is this thing going? <laughs> <laughs> but like I said at the beginning, college hockey is all about the fans. Include You've them got a lot of time, though, this. because when Bemidji gets a lead, they just dump it down and take the icing all night long. So you got a lot of time to answer <laughs> questions, Brian. See, yeah, that reminds one of my favorite ones that I asked you on the air. I remember sending this to you. I was like, what's your favorite UP city and why is it Houghton? And then you immediately, you were like, well, I guess the tech fans are chiming in. But then you were like, my favorite city in the UP is Bruce Crossing because who the heck is Bruce? And I was immediately like, <laughs> this guy threw me a huge bone. I got to go look up some Bruce Crossing facts for him. So I like actually found out like the history of Bruce Crossing. It was like, it was, it was their first postmaster and he owned a like store at the railroad crossing and they just named it after that. We aim to be educational too. Yeah. I love that. I love how we were able to do that. But, but yeah, from there, I kind of wanted, I had, I had some of my buddies like throw some stupid questions at me. Cause I like to rattle these up just rapid fire. That's what I do with Harrison. So I want your answers real quick. First, first stupid question. If you wear a cow, if you wear cowboy clothes, is that considered ranch dressing? No. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the band Bowling for Soup, are they bowling um, uh, to earn soup or bowling on behalf of soup? <sighs> How about bowling in a bowl of soup? Yeah. Oh, man. He's playing 40 chess with that one. I like that. Um, so I'm going to ask you the Rick Astley paradox. So if you ask Rick Astley to, if you can borrow his copy of Disney's Up, does he give you up or does he let you down? It's Rick Astley. Let's me down. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call fancy plates in the nation of China? Our plates. Mm. <laughs> and the last one that I have is uh, who has the worst helmets in college hockey and why is it Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, you don't like the golden, golden domers? I might actually say Bemidji State's new white ones. What's that? Oh, Bemidji's white new white helmets ones. are the worst. White helmets yeah. are the worst. so terrible. I just don't like white on white. I actually agree with that take. Like, I was not a fan when Tech brought in the white helmets with their white jerseys. It's just, like, yeah. too much, you know? Nope. I'm getting used to them, but, boy, that it it's taken me our – it's almost February already, and I'm still not used to them. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. So that's that that takes up the, the stupid questions portion. Um, but thanks for being a good sport for that. I appreciate it. I'm sure you'll continue to get some dumb ones. You didn't us, ask but... him the ocean one. That's my oh favorite yeah, the one. ocean one. The ocean one. I got. I definitely got to do that. So is the ocean technically the world's largest gumbo? <laughs> I was gonna make gumbo today. All around. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I love that. That's that's my answer as well. <laughs> oh man. I just need to throw a vote in there for ugliest helmets. It's it's obviously Michigan. Yeah, it's Michigan 100% for me. Those things are so stupid. I actually, because, like, people give Notre Dame a lot of hate, but, like, I actually, even though as pretentious as it is, I think it's cool that they have their own gold, and, like, it's actually got, like, some kind of history to it, and it's, I don't think it's obnoxious as, like, the Michigan Lions thing, but yeah. it's it's pretentious, I'll give it that, but I still think it's kind of cool. Well, I mean, Michigan stole it from Delaware, so. That makes sense. <laughs> so, we've already kept uh, Brian at about an hour, so I'm thinking... So let's just let's just do predictions. Yeah, was, that's what I was it. thinking. So Brian, we'll we'll make you start. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Since you so you have no idea. I have learned a long time ago <laughs> that whatever in the hell I think is not going to happen. <laughs> so you're going to pick so, a husky sweep? Is that what you're going to do? Exactly. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, uh, Bemidji State's road record being what it is. I'll say a regulation win and a three and three win for BSU. I didn't realize I hadn't looked closely enough at the record to know that they were that dominant on the road. So you've made me feel worse about the coming weekend uh, <laughs> yeah, than that's... I did before we started the night. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get if but, you get tech to the three on three, you'll probably win. So <laughs> yeah, we are three on three is not our forte. It is, it is absolutely atrocious. I don't know how Bemidji's record looks in, in overtime, but uh, Texas uh, a, a bad is the only way to put it. I and yet know. there are somehow like three teams that are worse in overtime than us. Yeah, but we, we, go there, we go to overtime a lot. Yeah. Well, Merrimack, <laughs> what was it? Merrimack, Fairbanks, and somebody else are 0-4, and, and we're 1-5. and 5. Yeah. Well, our one, one is one against one. St. Thomas. What's that? 1-1. One one. Who are they yeah. against? Uh, beat North Dakota, lost to Bowling Green. Okay. And we've lost to everybody yeah. except for St. Thomas. <laughs> and we had to get there with St. Thomas. And that, and that, part of and that, that St. Thomas victory in overtime hurt us more in the pairwise than all of our overtime losses. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was yeah. sure a lot of fun. But <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll give my prediction since I was blabbing a little bit. I think it's a split this weekend. I think Miji comes in and takes the first one, and then they get their crap together for the second one. I think the week off is going to hurt. I'm with Rob the same way. I think it's going to be two blowout games, and the first one's going to go Bemidji's way, and the second one's going to go tax game, tax way. Anyway, Dustin, what do you got Dustin. I don't know. I I was feeling good about it, how Tech was doing before last weekend, and I think I just don't like having the week off. Um, I think I think it's a I think it's a split. I don't want to say the same thing as you guys, but I don't, I don't think Tech can sweep. But I don't think they'll get swept. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout each way. It'll be two close games, two to one, three to two kind of games, one going each direction. All right, I am concerned about tech having the layoff because it obviously uh, but it's it's one week instead of what the week and a half two weeks we got for going into the gli or whatever it was so i'm just going to be a homer and take 
tech sweeps because I don't care and I don't want to be like you guys and pick the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got my split out there before Dustin and Matt or anybody else could talk. <laughs> so you feel like you're being original? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the trendsetter this back. week. <laughs> I just want to see another uh, weekend without OT. We've had way too much OT. I want games resolved in I want to see as much OT as possible to piss off the Discord. (laughs) No, no, we don't need more more OTs. (laughs) They are the worst. I mean, we can. I think we can pass Bemidji this weekend if it is a sweep, right? It's the standings are that close. I think. Yep, we're five points behind them with six games in now or something. Yeah, I'm just hoping we can get all our games in too, so it doesn't have to go to that kind of a weird comparison for things. The points percentage or whatever they'll do, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really intrigued to see when they finally announce the the makeup games for Northern because I mean, it's, it's, it's fortunate that those games are against Northern that were missed though, because travel isn't as bad as it could be for making them up. Right? Yeah, we can squeeze them in in the middle of the week, or yep. if it's you know a longer travel series, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, if you're going to have any games get canceled, I guess your closest distance games are the best ones to have it happening. Hey, yeah. last yeah. year Lake State and Bemidji State was uh, called off and. December, I think it was. And we ended up playing it on a Monday and Tuesday between the second to last week and the last week of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's not That's a good trip no. on a Monday oh. and a Tuesday. No. <laughs> and we made it work. So you made it work. You made the tournament yet <laughs> and beat Wisconsin. Both of us did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. We loved watching you guys kick the pudding uh, out of Wisconsin. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was That's so much what... fun listening to like Mike McMahon complain about how many teams we got in versus yeah. the Eastern conferences and then watch Bemidji kick the crap out of Wisconsin and then him like tuck his tail between his legs and be like, okay, I was wrong. There should have been less teams from the Big Ten. <laughs> well, let's just say I had a little fun with uh, Barry Melrose. <laughs> we've got stories about him too we sure do a long ways in his time covering college hockey for espn yeah he couldn't pronounce a single name or a single school when he started yeah and i get it he, he, he's not a college hockey guy yeah so he's getting better but there were other people in that regional other than Cole Caulfield. No. Was he a stud? <laughs> yes. Cole, Cole it's, Caulfield it's not, on ice so, timer. It's not his fault the, that they yeah. put the, the thing on the TV every time Cole Caulfield was on the ice. I loved it because everybody <laughs> muted the TV and turned me on. Almost as bad as Eichel a few years back where he had the Eichel drinking game because yeah, it was the same thing. I would love to see the Beaver Radio Network website analytics for that week. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's uh yeah. That was that was fun, honestly, getting to watch that. I'm hoping we see three teams in again this year. I think it'll be interesting to see if the CCHA can manage to have three teams in the tournament this year. But I think that's it, going to be. I think like we're getting pretty close to it being the point that it's going to need to be. A, somebody's going to need to. Yeah, somebody's going to need to make yeah. a run. Yeah. Yeah. If Tech can stay up there, hopefully they can survive the upset for a third team if such and such happens. But you know, then you get into the problem of if Tech falls to. 12, 13, 14, whoever wins might knock them out too. So we'll see what happens. Well, thanks for joining us, Brian. Yeah, we really to. Look forward to seeing, uh, seeing everybody up in Houghton this weekend.
Yeah, we appreciate having you we're, on. We're all remote alums, unfortunately, so we'll be uh, we'll be listening to the broadcast ourselves. <laughs> I'm actually going okay. to be in Bemidji or near Bemidji this weekend. We're going on a snowmobile trip, so hopefully, got snow. Hope you got snow up there. <laughs> I just snowblowed today. All right, <laughs> that's a good sign. All right. You got anything else to chat about? I think we don't really have anything else. Well, we, we need to talk about Instat since it all got removed last week. All right. Yeah. So, well, thanks for okay. joining us, Brian. I'm. Uh, right. We're looking forward yeah. to. Well, I guess we won't be listening to you this weekend because Flo will have Dirk. But <laughs> I understand. Matt, you can still ask questions, right? I could still ask questions, and the chances <laughs> that I will throw on a Beavers game when we're not playing or like during, yeah, we, during intermissions and stuff is very high. Cause I like that broadcast a lot. <laughs> that's what we, that's what we watch this. That's what we watch this weekend in the background because we didn't have games. Yeah. So you guys were on. Appreciate it guys. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thank of you. course. Thanks Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to do my Insta plug really quick. So we've been wanting to get in access to Insta since the beginning of the year. So Basically, the CCHA has an affiliation with this company called Instat, which provides statistics at the end of every game. And even though a lot of these uh, statistics can be found elsewhere, they're being given in a very a very easy-to-read format that would be very nice for us because we're looking to do things like analytics deep dives. This can help things like uh, uh, Zematis, right, even better, uh, series previews. Uh, some of the things it does, aside from just giving um, the stats, is that it, it'll it'll – It'll show every line that was run in a night, as well as how well that line performed. Um, if there's a if there's a so goal it, given so, up, so Matt, just to elaborate on that, does it break yeah. it out as like these three guys were together, but it changed at some point in the game? So does it yes. have that? Oh, okay, uh-huh. yeah, I, have, I love that. It will have that as well as the the points that are produced by them, the Corsi, things like that. So that's great. Um, it will also uh, there's also uh, video like brief video breakdowns they'll have in there as well like they have things like you can view like controlled breakouts that like teams had like things like that like how they played three on three what the power plays looked like um just quick stuff like that and they'll just have like quick clips of goals so it helps us contextualize like some of the numbers like maybe we had 50 shots but none of them were really dangerous or maybe we didn't shoot that many but they were all high percentage uh, they've got uh, net heat maps, so we can break down like how uh, Blake's been playing this week. I can show you um, perhaps like where our guys should be shooting next week. It's just going to be very helpful for us as a media outlet to put out some very engaging content, and I would really appreciate any donations we can get to help uh, put that together and make sure we're putting out a great product. Okay, to to follow up on Matt talking about Instat, did you did you tell him how much? I didn't hear it. Um, it's, if we get just, um, I still haven't gotten the quote back cause we're looking to get a, uh, 15 month contract to begin. So it ends at the end of next season, just so it's nicer and we don't have to deal with a subscription ending mid season, but for one year of just NCAA stats and instead considers the entire NCAA to be one league. So all like 59 teams or what have you now, um, that would be 500 bucks for the year. But if we wanted to do what we're hoping to do and get some uh, recruit profiles and get uh, junior leagues thrown in there as well, such as uh, 
Um, all of Canadian junior hockey is considered one league, which is very nice, as well as uh, the NAHL and the USHL. Um, that would run us, I believe, uh, fifteen hundred bucks for the year. So we're just looking for more patrons or donations. Um, so to do that, as I said many times, we fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from our patrons. You can become one at patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Um, we've been trying to do our uh, $2 a month video chats with somebody here about quarterly. I'm going to try and improve on that here if I can, but it's tough during, it's tough to invest as much time as I need to, to get somebody and attend and not sacrifice time with my kid when Mondays and Tuesdays are basically podcast and editing for me. Um, and they obviously don't want to have them on weekends because we don't have any weekends without games here going forward for the rest of the season. So it just gets complicated and I don't really want to miss those things. Um, but we could also maybe try and pawn that off on Rob or Matt or some, or Mike, since Mike tends to attend, although last time he, took a nap and missed part of it. So I don't know. Uh, since the podcast has started, we've done extended versions of all the podcasts for patrons at the black level or above, which is $5 a month. And then our gold level is $10 a month and you get access to everything. Uh, those video chats with somebody are uh, extended versions of the podcast. And we also publish the zoom video um, to our YouTube channel uh, hidden. And then you've got to have the special link to watch. Um, but you can watch usually right away. Um, it's usually up no later than like noon the next day. Um, so this will probably be up here sometime tomorrow. Um, and then the other thing that we're trying to do is have Dustin read our five-star reviews because the more you guys, the more you guys review us, the especially five stars, more likely people are to find us. Um, so that'd be good. Um, yeah, I guess. You know, instead is definitely something we want to have because um, we would like to be doing, I know, Matt, you've got a buddy that wants to help basically analyze this data, right? And we were kind yeah, of hoping want to turn it into like a Monday column where we talk about stats for the weekend or some theme for the month or the season or whatever, and it'll be a good thing to get out there. And then it's something that uh, Jonathan Zamedas can build on with his previews and that kind of thing. Or if there's something specific Jonathan thinks is important this weekend, he can have Matt or uh, I forget the name of the guy that we were going to have help us, you know, make the heat maps or whatever. Of that what we're Berge. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to guess Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> so we're hoping to, to add that to the repertoire and get more content out each week. So it'd be good um, if anybody wants to join up to become a patron or support us in some other way. Um, the jersey sales will probably help us get it this year. But the problem is, is we don't have a jersey sale every year that helps fund stuff. Um, and we like our ad at Tech, even though we'd like to probably move it next season. We like you know, taking some of the money we get and putting it back into the team and helping support that way. Um, the other thing too, is if anybody's listening in the Houghton Hancock area and wants to become an advertiser for the podcast, we've got no problem adding another sponsor that we talk about every week. We'd love to and have we're cheap too. I think yeah, we're, I mean, we are, we are we're, pretty we're, cheap. We're cheap. I mean, 
Um, we'll talk about hardware stores, restaurants, yeah. bars. Yeah. Wow. I'll plug anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want me to get juiced up about like an adult toy store and that's what you're about, I'll make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Dispensaries are fair game. Like, dispensary, I'll definitely yeah, plug which, a dispensary. Which one, uh, which, which one do we do we talk hey. about that's within uh, a stone's throw of Taco Bell? Because they're all right there. It's it's hilarious to me. But yeah, that's about it. If there's anything interesting out of the Joe show, we might do a segment. Otherwise, we'll probably just save it since we talked long enough. One minute remaining in the podcast. Uh, that should do it for this uh, week's episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. We need you to help support us so we can get our Instat uh, account going. Please. Uh, yeah, please, please, please. All you guys that uh, have left us need- over the last year need to, need to come back. That'd be great. Matt needs a new toy. <laughs> I do. And it's not just for me, but it's primarily for me. Patrons at the white level or above get access to the quarterly Zoom chat featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, uh, Cam Ellsworth, Brad Patterson, and more to come. Patrons at the black level or above receive access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Patrons at the gold level or above receive access to our unfiltered YouTube video of our podcast each week. Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMechPod or at TechHockeyGuide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. Uh, we already said this earlier, but if you rate us five stars and leave a review, Dustin will read the review on the podcast. So let's see what you got to say and get some uh, ratings going. And that's pretty much, I think, all at Apple Podcasts. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And as always, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our new introduction and our patron saint, Doc McRezen, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha